As we are aware, this weekend on the 22nd of January, we celebrated the Lunar New Year. 2023, the year of the rabbit, the rabbit is often considered to be one of the luckiest of the 12 animals in the zodiac calendar. The rabbit represents both peace and tranquility and is a representation of the element of water. Joining us in our celebrations today is the counselor for Ward, Garahio, Karen Tang. Hello, counselor. Welcome to the Universal Radio Network. I would like to wish you a very happy Lunar New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Sapri, and to all your listeners and, and staff members. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you so much for joining me. I know traditionally the Lunar New Year celebrations are 15 days of celebrations. It's a 15-day festival. So I wanted to begin by asking, how did you welcome the Year of the Rabbit over the weekend? Oh man, it was, uh, it, we've had so many gatherings with friends and family. Uh, you know, there's a dinner every night. Uh, and, you know, this year I've really wanted to spend a lot time with my family in the past years you know there's lots of events uh definitely wanted to take my little one I have a six-year-old daughter to experience some of that but I also think uh you know growing up um Lunar New Year is such an auspicious time where people come together it's very loud and boisterous uh children running around all the everywhere we're making dumplings together uh and I'm happy to say that you know I'm, that we can continue still continue on that tradition uh, here abroad, um, even if my media families um, and extended families are not here, but I was it, it, I was really able to enjoy that with my 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 friends. That's beautiful. I did see some of your posts on Instagram. It did look you had a beautiful weekend. What is the remainder of the fifteen days looking like for you? Yeah, you know, I don't. Uh, I guess I'm not a, a you know super traditional person, so I've never really had fifteen days to celebrate. Uh, you know, um, uh, in China, often you know it is a it is a national holiday, and this is a very significant. Uh, period where people take time off and, and and visit their families. It's one of the largest like human migration in the in the world. Um, and so for me, you know, we still have a few community events uh, lingering that I will definitely you know spend the time uh, to to celebrate with the community. Um, but really, I think in the next little while, just uh, I think reflecting on 2023 moving forward. Uh, and uh, and you know, rabbit is a symbol of you know calmness, and I will just be reflecting on that as we move forward and more, I, I will say for me, uh, it's really important to just be with your family around this time of year. Anyone who's listening who might want to learn more about this festivity, about the culture or how to get more involved or any events that are happening around the city, could you perhaps share some details with everyone that's listening today? Yeah, uh, in fact, there were quite a number of celebrations Uh in the weekends leading up to this past weekend, you know, there were at Dairy Mall, Westington Mall. Uh, yesterday, you know, there, I believe there was a, a line stance at the, the downtown farmer's market visiting the various Chinatown businesses, which is a thing that it's always really exciting to, to watch and participate in. Um, uh, you know, moving forward, I'm not uh, sure if there's any major uh, celebrations other than some of the smaller community celebrations. The other thing I want to say is, you know, Lunar New Year isn't exclusive to the Chinese community. Uh, in the Vietnamese culture, it's called Tet, and uh, I think in Korean, it's called uh, Sole. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing those correctly. Uh, and that different communities have different ways of celebrating. Um, and I think if people have friends uh, or uh, connections, I think you know, talking to the community members themselves is a really great way to learn to learn about it. Um, you know, I've I 
I find at some of these community events, they often have various organizations represented who are able to share little bits of you know, the culture, uh, whether they're Vietnamese uh, or Korean or Chinese, um, to, uh, to really paint a whole picture. And there are some great organizations that, that really focus on uh, the cultural element, for example, in Chinatown, there's a multicultural um, or, uh, organization, community center. Uh, they they do a lot of, I think, cultural sharing through storytelling, uh, puppet shows even, um, that it's really about this exchange of knowledge, information, and culture. Yeah, and actually, speaking of Chinatown, I did want to talk about this a bit, because just earlier today, I was reading an article related to Edmonton's Chinatown. So unfortunately, as many of us know, 2020 was a little bit rough in Edmonton, Chinatown area. There were a few incidents there. And I know a lot of the community there is hopeful that 2023 will bring more positivity and more change into that area. We recently found out that the city of Edmonton is allocating millions of dollars towards helping the community, but also creating more industry there and really bringing that cultural aspect back to that area of downtown. Um, one of the things that I also read, which I think was such a large part of the history there, was the gate they had in Chinatown, and they are now bringing back the gate as well. For you, Councillor, as a representative of Edmonton, what changes are you hoping to see in Chinatown for this upcoming year and for the Edmonton community as well in 2023? Yeah, maybe here I'll recommend, I, I think, a terrific resource uh, for your listeners. Um, uh, the filmmaker Jordan Hong and, and working with some of the community partners did a docu-series called Portraits of Chinatown. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, it's a series of you know, short videos uh, really about Chinatown, uh, Edmonton's Chinatown, the evolution over the years, and what are some various people's hopes for the future. And I actually think it's one of the best reportings I've seen mm-hmm. uh, on Chinatown. Uh, it's, you know, I think typically we hear a very, in my opinion, very one-sided or a single narrative about crime and disorder. And I think this docuseries was a much more, I think, comprehensive. It doesn't diminish those challenges, absolutely. Uh, but it also outlines that there are actually many other narratives, positive narratives that we don't really hear about. Um, so yeah, I think Edmonton's Chinatown has been, his, uh, I think has been historically overlooked when it comes to budget, to budget when it comes to you know uh, resource allocation. Uh, so in this past budget in, in December, we have allocated ten million dollars for Chinatown revitalization, uh, and this um, this doesn't even include the the current neighborhood renewal work that's happening in Macaulay, where Chinatown is situated. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, a separate uh, resource for the Harbin Gate to, to install it. The Harbin Gate is a project with our you know, sister city Harbin in China. And so there has been lots of communication back and forth between our city planners and the Harbin team uh, to figure out the logistics. Uh, you know, the, the, I think that this gate is a little bit bigger. Um, it also meant to you know, represent the evolution of the community over time. Um, and so I guess for me, uh, I think Chinatown is very symbolic for it has so much meaning to so many people in so many different ways. Uh, it's one of the first places that uh, I've really visited when I first moved to Edmonton over 10 years ago. Uh, and I wanted some familiarity, some home cooking ingredients, I would go to Chinatown. And it has always welcomed me um, as if I've always been part of the community, even though I was a newcomer, right? Uh, and I think over time, there have been lots of issues, absolutely. Uh, 
uh, and you know issues that I think no single government can 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 solve, and no single actor can solve either. I think it takes a very much a concerted effort. Um, but I will also like to see you know Chinatown not only just more um, more cultural in the sense that we can see more culture in Chinatown, but it's really a community for everyone, even if you're not of Chinese descent. Right, and I love to see more family-orientedness um, playgrounds, for example, you know, more vibrant parks, and uh, and I think currently, you know, the funding that we have allocated is a step towards that direction. But I think, you know, trying to I guess correct the you know mistakes done, you know, in the past is is not going to take overnight, and it's going to take quite some time to do that. Um, and finally, I would just say. Uh, Edmonton's China, the Chinese community specifically, as is with any community, ethnocultural community, changes over time. Uh, and if we think about, um, you know, Chinatown currently is one location, but many of our community members live across the city, right? As is with any community. Um, and so how do we do a better job to ensure our public realm, uh, our, our city spaces and whatnot reflect diverse cultures and diverse experiences and so people can connect to their cultural heritage no matter where they are. It's not just about one place, but I, to me, I think there's a strategy there for citywide. And everyone who's listening, we will also be sharing many resources on our social media of how you can learn more about the culture, but also how you can stay in touch with the progress happening in Edmonton, Chinatown. There's also a list I came across that had some really cool Chinese restaurants and some that are actually hosting really nice events throughout this week as well so I'm going to share that yeah. with all my listeners can I just touch, can I just touch on that so uh, Chinatown Dining Week is I think an excellent initiative that's been going on for years actually and really started to showcase uh, some great restaurants that people don't even know about and that's starting uh, in a few weeks a few a few days uh, and I'm just really excited about it and in fact I wish we had, so I represent Millwoods. I want to see a Millwoods Dining Week, you know. I want to see Dining Weeks everywhere because there are all these hidden gems. Um, and, and certainly Chinatown Dining Week came along to really highlight and encourage, uh, you know, think about foot traffic that might bring. Uh, and it's also, you know, if you think about it, it's a safety initiative as well uh, when we bring more um more people to to the area and that also contributes to the vibrancy so it's a great community initiatives and i really encourage everyone to check out the uh, there's some some of my favorite restaurants on that list and more absolutely and counselor could i actually ask could you maybe share some of your favorite restaurants that individuals can go check out over the next few weeks here during the celebrations so uh, if you like hot pot there are actually a number of hot pot um, uh, restaurants featured. There's a Liu Yi Show. There's an Asian Express. Uh, I'm from Sichuan area of China, so we're known for spicy food. Uh, and so I really like Liu Yi Show, uh, the restaurant. Uh, King Noodle Cafe, uh, I'm sorry, King, King Noodle House. It's a Vietnamese pho restaurant. It's actually one of the first uh, pho place I've been to in Edmonton, and it remains my absolute favorite. Uh, you know, they cook their broth a special way all day long. And I think it's one of the best pho uh, in town. Uh, there's also, you know, Lee House, which is a Korean, which is, has some of the great barbecue there. Um, and, you know, maybe a little known fact, you know, the uh, Kim Fat Market. Uh, it's, a, it's a grocery store, but you can actually order takeout. 
um, back, you know, in the back, uh, and uh, and a great, you know, friendly face. Um, and encourage everyone to check those out. I would like to thank you, Counselor. Thank you so much for taking out time. And would you like to leave any message with everyone who's listening today? Yeah, just uh, you know, 新年快乐, go uh, It's a very auspicious um, uh, time of the year, and I hope everyone have a um, a wonderful you know year ahead. I guess though, I do want to flag something. Um, you know, despite the very auspicious uh, year, start to the year, I think one of the things we can't let our guards down uh, is around. Um, hate crimes against uh, Asian people, as is with, you know, many um, communities. Uh, just earlier, yes, you know, yesterday, there was an incident that happened in California where 10 people were killed. Uh, there's a lot of complexity around the case, but it happened, you know, specifically on Lunar New Year. It is absolutely devastating. And I think it was such a reminder that um, no matter the occasion, no matter the the holiday, we can't let our guards down. And I think there's so much we need to do to continue to support, you know, vibrant, healthy communities. Yeah, and I'm going to say with that as well, that I think our responsibility, me being from a minority community as well, is have conversations, share your culture, create that awareness, and just really spread the education so that we can work towards combating issues such as hate crimes. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you, Counselor, and I'd like to wish you a very prosperous and blessed Lunar New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to everyone. Thank you.